0: So at the present time, we're confronted by many things that we can't control. And with the COVID-19 virus um, at peak flight, there's uh, there's a lot of upheaval there. And and when we are exposed to things we can't control, there's, there's overwhelm that comes in, there's fear, there's, there's frustration and stress. We just watch the news, talk to many people, listen to authority and and you're led to believe that all is lost. Well, and even level-headed, intelligent people are making irrational decisions. So let's just focus on that which we can control. This is a place where those who suspect they're innately wise, brilliant and powerful come to learn how to transform their lives. One cognition, one realization, and one blinding flash of the obvious at a time. We are the innovators, the record breakers, the world makers and creators of all kinds. We supersede the suppressive worldview of mass ignorance and awaken the strength within. We are waking up to our innate secrets. My name is Dr. Mark Postles and welcome to the Innate Secrets Podcast. So you can control you. In fact, it's the only thing you can really control. And this is a time to activate the part of you that will be uh, seeing you through into a higher level of function in this state of confusion and this state of uh, not knowing. So it's time then to activate your quadrant one and four parts uh, so that they overrule some of the, the, the noisy, fear-driven, survival-related quadrant two and three parts. Now there's great value in quadrant two and three. Don't get me wrong. Then and, and it's a contextual thing. So this particular context, it's important to fire up that quadrant one and and that quadrant four um, to allow ourselves to have a clear way forward. Now Maslow, um, the the great um, psychologist who, who came up with a with the hierarchy of needs, um, back in the Probably seventies uh, did a did a study on uh, why only two percent of people ever reached the state of self actualization. So he you know, pre- presented this this um, uh, pyramid structure, which had at the bottom of it um, our deficiency needs, so things that we had to have in order to survive, and there were things like physiological needs, like food, water, sheltering, and so forth. And then there were the uh, safety needs. And so in the context of safety, which is what we're discussing here today, um, it, it was all the things that had to do with making sure that we had um, employment and, and our health and our property and a and family and social stability. And they're the, they're the things that um, are being challenged right now. They're the things that we we're, we're not trusting others necessarily. Um, and we're not sure you know, whether we're going to have uh, enough and to have enough provisions and so forth. That's hence the runs on, on supermarkets in recent weeks. And the, the next level up is belonging and love needs. So this is where you know, family and, and connection and um, one-on-one contact with people is, is so, so important. And it goes up above there to esteem needs, so it's uh, a title and recognition and authority, and then cognitive needs, so it's understand. This now moves into growth needs, so the, the this is the growth area of it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call them needs, but anyway, that that's what he called them. Um, and this is you know relative to this motivational model. Um, so it's you know being being challenged mentally, and then aesthetics, a nice environment, and then self actualization uh, and then finally, transcendence. Now, self-actualization is considered to be you know, one of the epitomes here, and transcendence is something that, that only maybe a very, very few people um, achieve. But self-actualization, as he said, is only about 2% of people. So he was really interested in this, and he looked at the characteristics of people who he considered to um, to have qualified for self-actualization. So he identified 18 people and um, those include people like Abraham Lincoln and Albert Einstein. And and he identified 15 characteristics of these people. So I thought I'd just just go through these and just look at them in the context of uh, Quadrant 1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, and what we find is that they they come out and by almost without exception into that quadrant one and four components of function. It's the prefrontal cortex, it's the the forebrain and it's that trusting big picture oriented part of of us. So looking at that, then um, to number them off from one through 15, uh, they perceive reality efficiently and can tolerate uncertainty. So in other words, they, they can see um, the, the meta view, the view from above and can tolerate uh, differences and, and expectations that aren't being met and, and the not known and, and uncertainty. So, you know, it, it's in fact, it's where they do their best work, um, that part of you. That um, then number two is to accept themselves or yourself and others for what they are. And not trying to make others what you think they should be, to to allow yourself to accept that everyone's different and people have different viewpoints. Uh, number three is spontaneous in thought and action. So, you know, the the frontal part moves very quickly, and as compared to the basilar areas, basilar areas have to consider things and and get agreement and and take time over it. Whereas you know it's a kinesthetic process. Whereas um, this forebrain. Is, is intuitive and so it just picks it up and is w- willing to make the mind up quickly and change it slowly. So number four is problem centered, not self-centered In other words you know get people out of the picture so get people out of the out of the equation when it comes to to making decisions and look at the problem look at look at what it is that we're here to solve. Rather than who's standing in the way and who's not doing this and not doing that, so, um, an unusual sense of humour is number five, and that comes with, with the essences, quorum one and four, quite quirky, being willing to be in the thick of it and you know the up to one's eyeballs and alligators so to speak, and still have a sense of humour, and so having having that ability then to. Um, see the always look on the bright side of life to coin a Monty Python phrase. So, um, then number six is able to look at life objectively. So you know this this comes from that um, thirty thousand foot view to get above and to look down and look look at things as they are and see patterns. Uh, and to be objective about things without buying into uh, all the dramas from the past and the way we feel and and so forth. Those. Those things don't feature in these, uh, um, in a self-actualized state. Um, to be highly creative is number seven, and that's to see things in terms of possibilities. And this is a, a great strength of the quantum one part. So, be you know this this time when things are in a state of, um, change and there's downward pressure on the on the stock markets and the money markets and the, um, you know there's not blood in the streets at this point, but there's certainly um, some very uh, aggressive behaviors uh, coming out of people, then is to be, stand above that and to be creative and to, to see things uh, in terms of what is possible here to to make a shift. Um, the number eight is resistant to incul, uh, enculturation, but not purposefully unconventional. So in other words, not going out of one's way to be a, you know, an idiot or um, a reactionary, but it is certainly not willing to go with just the culture, just because it's the culture. Um, so challenging status quo, um, being disruptive, but not in a, in a disrespectful way. Um, this, is a, this frontal area has a high concern for wel- the welfare of humanity. It's a, a newly evolved or more recently involved um, part of our brain. And this allows us to see things in the, in the bigger picture with a long vision, long-term vision, whereas the back part of the brain is always short-term oriented and just wants to fix a problem and, get, and uh, get back to safety. This is willing to go through discomfort in the frontal part of the brain uh, and uh, for the good of a longer-term perspective. Uh, so, you know, this this is in context of, of health and and disease, you know, to see this part of the brain sees disease as a... As a as a process, it's a it's a healing phase that we that we go through, and you know many uh, in this area would call it a wellness expression. So when the snot's running and the temperature's high, it's the it's the body's way of doing internal cleansing. If we stop it, if we suppress it, then we're opening ourselves up for um, problems. So you know, looking looking at that from a maybe a different view than um, than convention would. Uh, number nine is concern for welfare of humanity. so in other words, in fact this part of the brain it has a it's it embraces a paradox of like you know it's really important for to to support humanity and my life really doesn't matter you know the life of humanity matters more um, so it's 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 somewhat sacrificial at that at that level but it sees that it is from a higher source so uh, and this is where we let the soul flow in you know we we really are connected to our higher self and, and we see ourselves as part of the body of, of humanity. It's not about being sacrificial though and, and sacrificing a few for the good of the many. That's a, a, you know, it's a communistic approach and that's not what this is about. Um, number 10 is capable of deep appreciation of basic life experience. So, you know, looking at the, the beauty of the moment and, and this, is, this is a key to going forward in this is to be grateful for the moment, grateful for every single thing that's happening. Number eleven is establish deep, satisfying interpersonal relationships with a few people. it's not about being the, the star of the party and having lots and lots and lots of friends. It's about having deep and satisfying relationships with with just a few. And you know, there's just a few circle of people who um, are the the reference point for this part of the brain. Um, the to to see a number 12 is is peak experiences and to seek peak experiences and celebrate peak experiences and peak experiences can be of the most minuscule things but they're peak experiences and then within this this part needs to have a time when it can pull back and so in this in this current environment the need for privacy is is really important so being able to, to sort oneself and not have distractions and not have pressure and noise going on um, is an important factor. Number 14 is a democratic attitude. So in other words, it, it hears out people. It allows people to express themselves. And it's not there to, to ridicule or to put down other people or to demonize other people. And that's what the crowd tends to do. The crowd will, will get onto something and they will demonize it um, if they don't agree with it. And they will see, um, you know, shadows around every corner, and tend to um, blame and and um, justify their position because there's there's something that's different that someone has a different attitude, different different viewpoint. Whereas this part of the brain, the forebrain, is is very democratic in, in this attitude you can take on all thought patterns. Fifteen is is strong moral and ethical standards. So it has a reference that's of a high moral compass, it's a high moral fiber. So there are certain behaviors leading to self-actualization and um, a couple of them we've mentioned in recent times uh, in these podcasts, but I think the, um, they're worth repeating here. Uh, firstly, experiencing life as a child with full absorption and concentration. So everything is new. You know, everything is like a, it's a new experience. And some of the most interesting people I know and some of the most intelligent and well-qualified people I know have this huge uh, appetite for, for seeing things with the new eyes. Everything is, is wow, this is amazing. It's a state that um, I think is called neoteny. Um, the second one is trying new things instead of sticking to safe paths. And this is a time right now where we're being tested on that one. We have to try new things and, and, and we can't just do what we've always done. And this is what, what really upsets a lot of people if they're bound in their quadrant two and three. Um, listening to your own feelings and evaluating experiences instead of the voice of uh, traditional authority or the majority. So, you know, sometimes we, we tend to be insular in our viewpoint and not include all viewpoints or all experiences. So, you know, being willing to To engage in the in the wisdom that's all around us, and then um, the next one is avoiding pretense or game playing and being honest. You know, just just saying it for what it is. And this is a um, a a part that can get this uh, um, this person into trouble. You know, when we're when we're in this state, we're just willing to say it as we see it. And uh, and the the second last one is being prepared to be unpopular if your views do not coincide with those of the majority. And, and so if you have an alternate view, and particularly at a time when there's uncertainty, there's, there's it's not accepted very well by the majority. So it's just about being aware of that and uh, look at where you aren't prepared to open your mouth on things and ask yourself whether that is something which um, maybe can be modified so that you can get your message across and um, be heard, but without having to be right. And um, the, actually there's a couple of others. There's taking responsibility and working hard. And this is, this is like, um, if something's going on, claim it. Claim it as yours and you have a responsibility for it. And at the same time, work really hard, um, and, and this, but still um, don't be responsible for the outcomes. In other words, you know, be really responsible for the activity that you do, the work that you do, the, the input that you, do, you do. But uh, when it comes to the outcomes, um, you do the best you can and that is all you can do. And particularly if it involves other people, then you know that's all you can do. If it, if it involves yourself, you then go back and you take responsibility and you work on it again and uh, look at the outcome once again. But um, it's, it's like the outcome is something that is always moving and uh, looking at it and being fully responsible for it and then taking it on yourself is not a useful thing either. So, you know, when, when people are doing um, this high level, they don't, they don't take that. They just look at the results and say, okay, what can we do better? Um, and the last one is trying to identify your defenses and, and have the courage to give them up. And this is... This is a critical part here. It's just to be able to um, look at where we're pushing back, whether we're not absorbing our, um, our ideas and our process, uh, which will be the quadrant two part and uh, have the courage to give those up. The, the old beliefs, the old behaviors, uh, things that have worked in the past and we keep doing, but they're not working now. That sort of um, process it's, it's within all of us. And that's part of the challenge of life is to Uh, re-enculturate ourselves to um, be able to be flexible and and pliable and self-actualized and and ultimately transcend. So you can control you. And this is a time in this uncertain time to activate your quadrant one and four over the quadrant two and three. It's time to let the soul in. It's time to trust your intuition, not your fear-based instincts. And it's time to be mindful and being one with all and best be grateful. So, you know, things that may help in this area, and we'll we'll cover some of these in in future episodes, but meditation is massive. It's it's such an important part of our emotional mental state. And and exercise, being able to get out and and do some exercise that causes the, the blood to circulate faster and the breath to to. Um, work faster and so forth and then engage with people in meaningful discussions you know find an intelligent discussions discussions about concepts rather than about people and and then you know look at look at your at your life as a as a dynamic and it and it constantly needs to be tweaked movement is critical as as chiropractic is an integral part of of optimizing mu- movement i'd suggest making sure you get a chiropractic check on a regular basis, not for anything in terms of diseases, just to make sure that you get adequate movement into your system and your nerve system is functioning to the best of its ability. So we're, we're doing a free challenge this week um, that I'd love for you to, to come along. If you're getting this in the in the week of the 23rd of uh, March, then um, uh, go, go on over to the Align, Align Your Action Challenge. It's, if you have a look at um uh https um, colon for slash forward slash innate brilliance i n number eight brilliance com forward slash aligned action challenge. Now I'll put it I'll put this in the um the footnote, footnotes but it's uh it's five days in where we're uh, giving you the opportunity to identify where you are in and out of alignment and this is a great time when you know, you sort of maybe in lockdown, you may be in, in a slower time. Uh, we look at where you're evolving and where you are congruent and where you're not. And so go to the Aligned Action Challenge and, and work on the things that you can control. I'll catch you on the next podcast. Bye.